Hello and welcome. You are in the On Deck Circle. I'm Michael Levitt alongside Adam Rosen. Adam, how are you doing today? Well, considering I'm back in the studio after three weeks of not being in the studio because fun reason, fun things, uh, I'm happy. So, hooray. What I'm not happy about is that baseball's over. Yeah. And I have no idea when we're going to see it again because fighting over owners owners and players fighting. Hooray. Yeah, definitely not uh, not the best of times in baseball right now. Well, maybe it's the worst of times. I guess it's not bad right now because we don't know that that's going to happen, but it could be bad in the future. Well, it's either the best of times or the worst of times. And I will stop getting talking about Charles Dickens, even though it's my favorite book of all time. Author. Moving on. <laughs> well, Buster Posey retired, and I'm really sad. I am sad. I will, I'm going to say this five times. I am sad. I am sad. I am sad. I am sad. And I am sad. I'm, like, legitimately. I, I saw the news that he was going to retire. The ne- uh, it was a Wednesday uh, last week. I yeah. saw the news from Andrew Baggerly on Twitter saying he's going to ex- announce his retirement tomorrow at a press conference. And I kind of just stood there shocked in the back room at work, like, upset. And then I kind of cried a little because I, I know it's kind of funny to think about that, like, you know, like crying over something that you knew was going to happen one day. But, like, he was one of my baseball heroes. He's one of my baseball heroes. I looked up to Buster Posey. I idolized Buster Posey because, like, I grew up loving him. My uncle and I talk about the Giant text and talk, called about talked about the Giants a lot because he's in San Francisco, so... We were just, like, stunned because it didn't – I mean, it was going to happen eventually, but just after that season he had. Yeah. And he did say that he wanted to – or he felt he could sort of empty the tank because he knew he was going to retire at the end of the year. So that's why he probably did a little better than he would have otherwise. That's true. It just makes me sad because, I mean, we're losing the greatest catcher of a generation. Yeah. We're losing a bona fide probably first ballot Hall of Famer. I can see that. Um, and just a good guy in general. I mean, every time you talk about Buster Posey, everything he ever said about him is so nice. I mean, he took the year off last year. He, t- he opted out so he could be with his family and with his kids, I believe. With like, I think it was a, a new, a brand new tw- set of twins. They yeah, I think that, like yeah. That. I mean, that's, that's just an awesome guy. What a guy. And, you know. I mean, we can talk all about his accolades. Three, uh, three World Series rings. Caught a couple per. I believe he caught several, a couple no hitters in a perfect. I game believe as well. three no hitters. Or th- I believe, well, three total. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was a one of them. I think he was playing first. Yeah, I believe so. I think that might have been Matt Cain. That might have been. I mean, World Series. I mean, he won an MVP, Rookie of the Year. I think he has a Gold Glove, a couple Silver Sluggers, All Stars. We could talk all about that. We could talk about his career stats. I mean, he's clearly a Hall of Famer. He's the greatest. I think. I think it's pretty hard to argue that he's not the great. Argue against he's being. I think it's pretty hard to deny that he's the greatest catcher of this generation, and one of the greatest all time. Yeah, and, he's definitely in that conversation. Yeah, I and mean, I would say maybe, maybe, uh, probably Johnny Bench is better. Yeah, no, he's. Definitely. I mean, there are a couple guys who are better, but not many. Not many. He's. Uh, but again, he's the greatest catcher of this generation, and it's. Uh, you know, wishing him the best because he deserves it. And, I mean, his number's going to get retired by the Giants, there's no doubt. Oh, yeah, easily. He's, he's the face of that team. And you, when you have rivals talking about you the way that Clayton Kershaw was talking about him, you know you're 
you know you're one of the greats. So, yeah, I mean, he definitely over his 12 years playing, he no doubt left a mark on baseball, Un- um, unquestionably. Yeah, I mean, he was the first first catcher in MLB history to hit 300 in his final season. And I mean, if you think about it, it's one of the greatest uh, closing. It's one of the unque- un one of the best. Uh, Final seasons in baseball history. When you think about great seasons in final history, David Ortiz is up there too in recent memory, yeah, at David least. Ortiz yeah, is exactly. What I was going to mention. How dare you steal my? <laughs> dare you steal my? And you think about his last home run was in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, what a way to go out. I mean, just an incredible season, an incredible career. He also ended with exactly fifteen hundred hits. Wait, really? Oh yeah, you're right. Which for for those of you out there who uh, like even numbers, that's definitely one that uh, makes you that uh, quen- uh, quenches that th- thirst for that. I guess I'm an odd I'm an odd per- I'm an odd <laughs> human being, so I like odd numbers. <laughs> just kidding, but I mean, just awesome. Go Buster! Happy for Buster. Yeah, I mean he's one of two players in MLB history to win Rookie of the Year. Win Rookie of the Year award, MVP award, and three World Series rings. The only other player to do that was Pete Rose, who I would say he who would probably be, would be a Hall of Famer if it weren't for his off the field stuff. See, it's unfortunate because he can't come walking down that spot right there by the by all the a uh, couple of the um, like the groups, uh, the little rooms on the side near KCOU and all because it's a hall. Quoting a Skechers commercial now? Stupid joke. I, I, I messed that up so badly. <laughs> Moving. Okay. Let's let's move on because that was embarrassing. Um, <laughs> some new managers. One shocking. And it Cardinals hiring uh, Oliver Marmel. I would of of these two, I would say that I mean that is a good move, I think. I think that's a good move for the Cardinals. I was surprised that they got rid of Mike Schilt. Um but I think if they're going to replace him from within, I think this is probably one of the best moves they could make. Yeah, I agree. Um, not as... I would say the Padres hiring Bob Melvin was not only more shocking... Kind of like... It was... It was I think that's a great move for the oh, Padres. it's a phenomenal move. I don't know how that... I mean, like, what... I mean, pretty sure Oakland picked up his option earlier in the year. Yeah. And said, welcome back. He Happy to stay. He's staying. And then uh, that aged poorly. He was also the longest tenured manager in baseball. Oh yeah, now it's probably Craig Council. Yeah, that's so weird. I'm pretty sure it is Craig Council. Now. Craig Council held the held the record in the NL. I'm trying to think. Maybe Terry Francona is probably up there too. I would say longest tenured MLB manager. Because Terry Francona has been there since 2013 or 14 as well. I think. Uh, let's find out. Which I think is around the time Craig Council. Terry okay. Francona has done it for. Okay, this is not helpful. Um, where is it? Look Terry up Francona active. Been, Terry Francona has been eight years, so it's him. Okay, I figured it was and either Kevin him. Cash and Craig Kevin. Council are tied. It's tied for their team. I forgot Kevin Cash has been there that long. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Like yeah, you think about oh yeah, he's been there a while, but you don't think it's been like. It feels like Craig Council's been there longer than Kevin Cash has. Yeah, I know, right? It's just weird. Craig Council's like, it looks like he's like a kid. <laughs> he looks like a looks like a college student, honestly. He he sort of does. He's 
There is no way he's 51 years old. I don't believe that. No, no, I'm sorry. That's a fake. That's fake. <laughs> Google's lying. I don't believe that. There's no way. There's no way that man is 51 years old. Oliver Marmel, 35 years old. I refuse to believe that. Youngest manager in baseball now. Oh, cool. No, I... I hold on a minute. And not only that, I mean, Marmel was the bench coach under Mike Schilt the last three years, too. So he definitely knows... He knows some of that. Um, he, he probably learned a lot from Schilt. I know he learned from Tony Larusa as well. So sort of keeping with Cardinals tradition and learning from some of their best. I mean, I think that's probably a, a good uh, good setup for success. I refuse to believe that Paul, that Craig Council and Paul Rudd are like the same age. I'm Paul Rudd is fifty one. Fifty two, but pretty much close enough. Also, yeah, I guess named, that makes he's sense. He's also just named the sexiest man alive. So, heck yeah. Let's go. Paul Rudd. I, I know everyone in Kansas City is very happy about this. So. Anyways. Yeah, Bob Melvin, though, has won three Manager of the Year awards. He had been with Oakland the last 11 years. Uh, I believe he started in 2010. Um. So, I mean, he he's... What was really surprising for me, though, was that the A's let Melvin go without any compensation. Right? Like, legit, that was crazy. You would think they would have asked for something in return. <laughs> even one, even... Heck, even a dollar. Because <laughs> no, Lord knows the A's need money. Yeah. Since they want to trade half, half their roster. I wonder if they're... Uh... I wonder if their soda machines in the locker rooms uh, give out the sodas for free or if you have to pay for them. I forget the teams have some of those. I feel like having a soda machine in the locker room is a bad idea since soda's not good for you. Yeah, it's probably fair. Then again, we have a, like, a, what is it, a school supply? Half the reason I, came, I, I went to Mizzou is because of the cool school supply uh, vending machine. <laughs> you can ask my dad. He, is that actually? I thought you were joking for a second. He, no, I'm just joking. He, <laughs> but you can ask my father. He he will uh, he will fully um, believe say that uh, when I when I was uh, when we went here to visit like over one random week when we were taking my brother back to Kansas for spring break. He will fully confirm that I was so mo- the most I was so excited to show him the so the vending machine with the school supplies more than anything else. <laughs> my dad will fully confirm this. It's true. That's funny. Anyways, now that I'm, no, I'm gonna text him while we're continuing to discuss this. <laughs> but so on to players who have changed teams. Andrew Heaney is now a Dodger because, and he'll probably be like an All Star because Mark Pryor is really good at this job, this whole pitching coach thing. Dodgers just have a way of getting the best out of their players. Anyway, all right, it's crazy. It's not just Mark Pryor; it's their whole organization. I, I mean, they're, they're, just, just, they're just elite at it. Yeah. They have a lab somewhere. They're basically the Rays, but with more money. Yeah. You know what? That's a really good uh, comparison. <laughs> Although the Rays, well, the Rays do get the most out of their players. They're, they develop, they, they're not as good at developing hitters, though, as the Dodgers are. Yeah, probably not. The Rays are really good at developing pitchers, though. Yeah, so Andrew Heaney went to the Dodgers. Signed a one-year, $8 million deal. Um, now, this could be sort of a bounce-back contract for Heaney. He 
struggled this past year, had a 583 ERA in 23 starts, 30 games overall, between the Angels and the Yankees. And just with the Yankees, had a 732 ERA after being traded to them. That's pretty good. Just kidding. Granted, I mean, his his career ERA is, uh, I believe, like 4... What was it? 472. So, I mean, that's not the best, but it's 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 something that... What he did... It shows that what he did with the Yankees is not what he can be. No, he can be better than that. And he struck out a lot of guys this season, too. He gave a lot of homers. He gave 29 homers this year, which is a lot, but... Struck out 150 guys in about 130 innings. So, I mean, that, that's a pretty good ratio. Okay, quickly, uh, back to the, the vending machine thing, just really quick because my dad responded saying, let's be honest, it's pretty, it, it is pretty darn cool and funny. <laughs> Told you my dad would confirm this. Anyways, uh, another player who moved, two players who moved from one team, Tucker Barnhart left. Since is out of is now gone from Cincy, and so is Wade Miley because the Reds don't like paying people. The, well, Tucker Barnhart is a little more understandable than Wade Miley. I know. They just Wade Miley was actually really good for most of the year this past year. Also, it doesn't change that they still don't like paying people. Oh, yeah. But Barnhart, I mean, they have another catcher in Tyler Stevenson, no, who is good as a, a as a rookie this year. Not not as good defensively as Barnhart is, but a little more. Offensive. Yeah, is, is better offensively. Um. Wade Miley, though, was good at... Co- uh, Barnhart was traded to the Tigers. Wade Miley probably got a Cy Young, a couple of like Cy Young votes. At least top 10 Cy Young votes. I bet he got at least one. He might have. He might have gotten one or two top 10 votes. He struggled in September, though. Yeah. Bef- but, like, I was- guess, I mean, that's sort of similar to Garrett Cole. He just wasn't as dominant as Garrett Cole was. He probably still got at least one or two top there 10. There were a lot of good NL pitchers this year, yeah. though. But like what I mean is like he probably someone probably got gave him a vote. Not I'm not saying for number one, obviously. I'm gonna say for a top ten finish at least. He might be. Or yeah. not I mean, he probably won't finish top ten, but I bet like Ryan Tapera got an MVP vote last year, but that was an accident. I, I feel like someone probably gave Wade Miley a vote and one vote or something. Yeah. He, he was good. And they let him they instead of wave instead of picking up his option and trading him like most intel like most ball clubs who are uh, not wanting to bring someone back would pr- probably do. Who would get something in return? They decided to wave him in. Let him go to the Cubs. Thanks, Reds. I appreciate you. <laughs> Wade Miley is a lefty that the Cubs really need, and the Cubs being the Cubs need a lot of starting pitching though. They they need more than just him. No, I know, but they definitely need a lefty. Yeah, just definitely. I mean, based on what I just said. I mean, basically, there are only three locks for the rotation for next year if you can even call them locks, are Wade Miley, Kyle Hendricks, and Alec Mills. At, I mean, at this point, those would be probably three out of five. I mean, he Alzale was would the, be... He's in, he was in the bullpen, but that was just because he was hurt, but he's probably he's going back to the rotation. Yeah, I would still say he he's not a lock to be in the rotation. I'd say he is. Because they want him in the rotation, so... And Barnhart could be... will probably be the Tigers' main catcher this year. They struggled... Um, to find a good catcher. I mean, they had Wilson Ramos for a little bit, then he got hurt. Um, they were using... Eric Haas actually broke out towards the end of the year, and he'll probably be the backup to Barnhart. little more offensively based than Barnhart is. Also more versatile. Haas can play outfield, too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Tigers actually... I think people are underrating the Tigers. I actually do. I think, yes, they 
didn't have any like true superstars last year. But when they, when they, to me, I'm gonna say it because I guarantee it's gonna happen. And if it's not, then do, doom on to me. Uh, when they sign Carlos Correa, that'll give them the superstar they need, and it'll have a ton of good, ta- young, decent talent, including Casey Mize, who's going to continue to get better because he was actually pretty good last year. Heimer Candelario or Jamer, I never. I think it's Heimer. Heimer Candelario, whatever it is, Candelario was really good last year, and people don't under. Um, I mean, Miguel Cabrera is like. 80 years old, but still. <laughs> um, Torkelson's probably coming up. Riley Green, too, will probably be I mean, up at some point. People don't realize that the Tigers are actually going to be pretty solid, and they have a, a f- probably a top 10, top 5 manager in baseball. I would say, yeah. H.A. is a fantastic manager. Whatever you think of him because of the Astros thing in 2017, he's still a darn good manager. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would, I would say so. I mean, yeah, I think it's... It is sort of... I do discount him a little bit because of what happened with the that's, Astros. That's fair. But I still think he's a very good manager. The Philadelphia Phillies are hiring. I'm going to butcher this name really badly. I'm sorry. Honorod uh, Kalambi as an assistant general manager. He's 27. And is six years older than me. And he's a gen- in, involved in a baseball front office. Makes me <laughs> feel great about my life. Uh, <laughs> thriving. Anyways. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the Tigers are gonna be actually pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think they should. They way overperformed last year. If they sign Correa, they're probably an eighty-one win team at least, which isn't amazing, but it's good. It's solid. It's it's average. Um, now, before we head to break, we're gonna quickly recap the World Series because it was a fun one. Oh, it definitely was. And we pretty much missed recapping the entire playoffs because. Well, no, we got through, uh, we recapped the division series and part of the championship series. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> me, lack, me, who lacks uh, thinking. I'm lacking critical thinking skills at this moment. Fun times. Um, but, yeah, no. Well, another Braves deadline guy shows out as Jorge Soler wins the World Series MVP. His second World Series, five years to the date he won his first. I can talk about his first. First one, but I won't because everyone's going to scream at me. Um, the Astros, I don't even know what they're going to do from here. They've had so many, every chance they've had to win it again, they had. And they can't do it. They couldn't do it. Yeah. This was their best chance. 2019 was a great chance. Last year was a great chance, even though they were terrible in the regular season, which whatever. I don't know what they do because I don't think Correa's coming back. I mean, they're pro- I mean, Verlander wasn't there this year. I, I mean, think. I know an option of what they can do. Simply win more games. I was going to say use a trash can, but... <laughs> I was I was joking on that. I don't that think they hilarious. should actually do that. That was hilarious. No, actually, that was really good. Thank no, you. I mean, they're probably losing Correa. I mean, Verlander wasn't there this year anyway. And Granky, Verlander's a free agent. Granky's well, also a free agent. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't. Like, I mean, they're still really talented. I still think they're probably the favorite in that division. But I think with the A's losing by Melvin, they definitely are. Because Bob Melvin's another manager who's among the best in the league. I agree. And although the Mariners, if the Mariners do the thing, yeah, they, they should could do be in there too. Oh my gosh, that would make me so happy. I would yeah. cry tears of joy if the Mariners won that division. Go Mariners! And if and, go. and if they are in the race at midseason, you know Jerry Depoto is going to make some moves to get them to get them even further ahead, or try to make them further Sem- ahead. Semyon wants to stay on the West Coast, apparently. Yeah. And I think they want him. Imagine if they, they would Corey. play him at second, though. Imagine if they get Corey Seager. That'd be really funny. 
Well, they would play whoever. If they get a shortstop, they would play him a second. Yeah, I know. I can't imagine they would move J.P. Crawford. Imagine if they got Corey Seager, though. That'd be really funny to me. Yeah. But unless they unless they put one of them at third, because Kyle Seager's a free agent, so they could put one of them. That's gonna be funny if they took Corey Seager and put him at third. I mean, they already said Ty France is gonna be the first baseman. So so not even though he can play third, they're not gonna put him there. I think it'd be really funny if they got Corey Seager and put him at third, for obvious reasons. But replace one Seager with another. Yeah. But anyways, yes, the Braves win in six. Jorge Soler had a Pujols home run, basically. He ripped a wormhole open in the sky in Houston. <laughs> My gosh, there's no way that ball was not four, 510 feet. There's no way. No, I'm sorry. That ball was not. That was at least 470. They say 448, right? No, there's no. It definitely looked like more that, than 448. That ball was 500 feet, and that ball ripped open a wormhole. I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of those, like, Chutari things from the Avengers coming out of the sky, actually. So, <laughs> Everybody, watch out! Make sure you got your lo- make sure you got your friendly neighborhood uh, Captain America in the nearby when the they come after us because Jorge Soler opened a wormhole. I am having too much fun. Uh, <laughs> anyways, we're gonna have to cut a break. Before we do, no, we not. should mention Ian Anderson. Though he did only pitch in one game, or sorry, he I believe he did or he did only pitch one game. You're right. Um, he pitched in one game in the World Series through five no-hit innings, would have been lined up for a game seven. So I think even if the Astros had won game six, Braves had a good shot of winning game seven with Anderson going out there. I Yeah, I probably, maybe. I just, I'm a firm believer that if you're up 3-1 in a series and then you lose the next two games, especially on the road, and, then you, and you're on the road for that game seven, I'm a firm believer that you're probably not winning game seven. But either way, it doesn't matter because they won anyways in game six. Yeah. Congratulations, and Freddie Freeman has a World Series ring. Let's go. That, no, that is awesome. Let's go. But we have to go to break. We'll be back with more on Deck Circle. We have to go bat. We'll be yeah. back. We have to go pit. No, we, we're fielding. You're right. We have to go pit. I'm going to go uh, throw a perfect inning, immaculate inning incoming. You'll be back, and I will talk to you about this immaculate inning. I'm going to go pitch. <laughs> Take for KCD bumper. KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit, no time to waste. Oh, man. Over the past year and a half, you may have spent more time with the youth in your life, but have you really been connecting? October is Let's Talk Month, so take this opportunity to connect with the young people in your life using Connect With Me, a free resource from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Head to health.mo.gov connect or follow us on social media for conversation starter cards, resources, and weekly activities. This message brought to you by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. KCOU, we're just normal enough to appreciate Drake's cultural relevance, but just weird enough to make a sweeper like this. KCOU. KCOU. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. 
and I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. Welcome back. I have finished throwing my immaculate inning. Struck out everyone. Pretty elite. Um, we are back on deck here. I'm gonna go she yard like Shohei. I'm really having too much fun, guys. I've missed being on air. Um, so we just finished up talking about some breaking news and all. But now we're gonna go to some free agency stuff because you know free agency has started. Um, so who are your top free agents? You don't have to give me an order. Just give me just your top or just a jumble of top free agents. I mean, it's <laughs> there's a lot. Freddie Freeman's up there. Um, shortstop class needs to be mentioned. Maybe not all of them, but um, oh man, I forgot to put him on there. Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Yeah, he's a free agent. Um, Max Scherzer needs to be mentioned. Um, Carlos Correa, obviously. Um, I'm blanking on other short. Uh, Corey Seager is up there. Baez. See, he he I think is a lower tier. I think he's still up there. Oh, he's still up there. Yeah, but not at that same level. I see he's probably top twenty, one of the top twenty free agents. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> trying to trying to think of who else would be up there. Um, uh, short ups or anybody? Ju- uh, I mean, just in general. I mean, you have uh, I, Max Scherzer. I did say Scherzer. Uh, yeah. Scherzer, Kershaw's up oh there. Oh my gosh, I didn't put Scherzer on. Scherzer. I <laughs> critical thinking skills not there today. Chris Bryant. Yes, you're right. Uh, Rizzo, I would think, is up there Rizzo too. Actually, up there, yeah. Um, Schwarber, after after that postseason, Schwab. he's got to be up there. I don't know if Solaire is. He, I mean, Solaire, but he's a DH, so. Yeah, Adam Duvall might be Rosario, up there. Actually, isn't he, a free agent? he might be. I don't remember the if he is. Entire Braves outfield. <laughs> Aside from Acuna. Yeah. Um, Michael Conforto is probably good. Is really good. I still think. Yeah. Marcus Semien's another. I mean, we talked about uh, him yeah. a little bit, but um, you said Kershaw. Uh, yeah. I think Syndergaard is still really good. I think he could be. Yeah, I, I think he's good. I actually think he's going to take the qualifying offer just because he's. I don't know if a team's going to risk it. Trevor Story's another one. I for, I knew right. there was another shortstop. Um, Robbie Ray. Yeah, right. he has to be mentioned. Oh yeah. my! I mean, I want to see if we could. Be, I wonder if you build a Kevin team. Gausman too. All right, I feel like you this. could build a team. I'm Marcus Stroman. I'm going to do this on MLB The Show later, eventually, where I build a team of only the top free agents. We're doing this later. We're going to do this later. We will. <laughs> top oh. outfielder, I would say. If you're not counting Bryant as an outfielder, like other than him, I would say the top outfielder is probably Starling Marte. Oh, my gosh. I forgot he was a free agent, too. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean there's, not, there's not that many like also center Kenley, fielders out there. Kenley Jansen's a free agent. Also, Nick Castellanos needs to be mentioned. Oh, my. Also, <laughs> Kenley Jansen's a free yes. agent. Yeah. Carlos Rodon. Uh, yeah, I was about to say him. Um, Verlander, obviously. I mean, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good guys. Bra- Brandon Belt. I thought they... Oh, no, they gave him the no Brandon Crawford got... Uh, Rizal Iglesias. Chris Taylor. If, if, <laughs> if I saw Iglesias doesn't take the qualifying offer, I'm going to question a lot. Also, there, this this guy, you might not think, based on his age, you might wonder how much money he's going to get. He definitely needs to be mentioned. Cruz? Nelson Cruz. I, I beat you to it. I would just like to say that. I said it like a half millisecond first. Also, Eduardo Rodriguez could, too. Oh, my. Da- Anthony Descalfani, Ooh. John Gray. Is Christian Vasquez a free agent? No, they picked up his option. Right. Yeah. Eddie Rosario is a free agent. Kyle Seeger, Avisil Garcia. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good free agents this year. That's insane. I know. 
I mean, a lot of the top ones that you could argue are like all shortstops or are close to the top. Um, and I'd but, say the best but there are a lot of. I'd say the best one on the market is Korea. Oh, it definitely every, is. Yeah. All the free agents. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Um, wow. That's you can even argue Corey Seager's number two. That's a stacked class. That's probably one of the most stacked we've ever seen. Yeah. And it's deep, too. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of good guys out there. I mean, starting pitching. The, maybe the only weak spot is there isn't... The bullpen. There aren't too... There are some decent relievers. I was going to say outfield, there aren't too many. I'd say the bullpen. I mean, you have Sterling Marte, you have Castellanos, you have Michael Conforto. But other than those three, I mean, if you're not counting Bryant or Chris... Chris Taylor, I guess, Rosario. could be in there, too. Yeah, Solaire would be, too. Yeah. Heaters, Jock. I mean, he's yeah. not amazing, but he's Duval, I think, is a free agent, too. Wow, an entire county in Florida is a free agent? <laughs> Adam Duval. I know, I'm having fun. No, I'm not saying your name in the county. Anyways, <laughs> who are the players do you think are the most likely to accept their qualifying offer? <sighs> Number one to me is Rice Hall Iglesias. Because no one's yeah, going to pay him I think him he's 18. up there. Because no one's going to pay him $18 million. I think he's up there. I think Verlander's up there. I think Noah Syndergaard's up I there. I think those are exactly who I would have said. Because none of them are going, especially Rice Iglesias, is not going to get oh, $18 yeah. million. Oh, Igle- yeah. Syndergaard and Verlander are more because they, they were hurt and they, um, they, weren't, they could use a year to sort of rebuild their value. Syndergaard, I don't, I guess he did actually pitch a little bit out of the bullpen toward Towards the end there. Verlander did not pitch at all. So I, I feel like they wouldn't get as much money as they would if they had actually played a full season. So if they can actually stay healthy this year, they might take a chance, accept the qualifying offer, get $18 million for it, yeah. which is a good a good chunk of money. I'll take $18 million for one year. Please. Yeah. Please? <laughs> Go win the lottery. There we go. Let's do. Let's go win the lottery. Simply, easily, obviously. And then that would who, be mo- a lot more than eighteen million. I would. Well, maybe. That's fair. <laughs> uh, and then, who do you think of the likely trade candidates? Because I got, I have Josh Hader up there. Chris Craig Kimbrell, I think, is one and of the that's top probably ones. Probably the most likely. Yeah, Matt Wilson, Olson, I think, is up there too. Wilson Contreras, sadly. Yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say him. Makes um, me really sad. Matt Olson, I think, could be traded. Oakland's looking to trade guys, so I can definitely see him. Jose Ramirez. I could see that. And Shane Bieber. I was going to say, if one goes, you've got to get rid of exactly. you, you would think you would get rid of both. Uh, the entire Reds pitching staff. Yeah, Luis Castillo, I think, could be up there. Sonny Gray. Yeah, Again, yeah entire, him too. Yeah. The entire Reds pitching staff. Uh, this is one that I don't know if a lot of people are going to agree with. Armand Marquez. Ooh. I don't think they'll do it, but That's interesting. Know, maybe. See, oh, John Gray's also a top agent. I did mention John Gray, I think. Me, who doesn't listen. <laughs> maybe I didn't, and maybe no, I, I thought I did. My ears don't work sometimes. What did you say? Huh? Kidding. Um, <laughs> I was kidding, too. What? Just kidding. Uh, anyways, I think Joey Gallo's a trade candidate. I really do. I can see that, actually. I don't think it'll happen. I, I mean, I, it might. I, I don't know. I think if they, if Aaron Hicks comes back and is healthy, I can see them trading Gallo just because then, well, possibly. Because if you have Stanton in the DH spot, let's say, you have Judge and right, Gallo and left, I think that could work. But if they re-sign Rizzo, trade for Matt Olson, get another first baseman, then Luke Voigt would probably be the, the DH. 
which then means Stanton Judge would be in the outfield. And they're not going to trade either one of those. So I definitely think if they do end up getting someone who then pushes another player who's there to the to the DH spot, I think that could that could open the door for Gallo to be traded. Um, I think Cattell Marte as well is also a trade candidate. And yeah, a uh, f- uh, fellow KCUer Luca is telling me to speak loudly and proudly. I'm pretty sure I'm speaking loudly. He's looking at me now. Um, also, another trade candidate, B- Byron Buxton. Yeah, I can I can see that too. happen. Um, I think Shamanaya. I also think Shamanaya is. A I can candidate. see that. Yeah. Or um, Matt Chapman, maybe. Although they would be selling low on him. If you're selling, if they sell low on Matt Chapman, I think every team that needs a third baseman should be looking at it. Oh, no doubt. I still think he's a great. Yes, he's stunk at hitting this year, but he's still the best defensive third baseman in baseball, probably. Um, at least number two at worst. Um, and I think his hitting will get better in a different ballpark. I really do. I think it could, yeah. Um, Kevin Kiermaier is another one. Right. Oh, Glass now, too. Yeah, I can see that. Because the Rays also don't like paying people, but it works. J- J.D. Martinez is an interesting one. They did. He did accept his option. Yeah, so he decided... Well, I thought it was an opt-out clause that he decided not to exercise. Either way, he's with the Red Sox. Yeah, so it's one year... Yeah, it was an opt-out clause. One year, $19.4 million. So he'll be, he'll be their DH. The question, though is if they end up re-signing Kyle Schwarber, where he ends up playing. I mean, honestly, in my... Catcher. Honestly, what, what I think they should do... Yeah, I mean, it hurts their defense. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But keep Bobby Dahlbeck at first base. Put Kyle Schwarber in left. Hunter Renfro is a free agent anyway, actually. So so they could just put Schwarber in left and then... Yeah, Schwarber um, stinks isn't even that bad anymore. Or put Schwarber in right, honestly. I, mean, Schwarber, I would not put him in right. Schwarber's an yeah. average fielder, honestly, not barely below average field. He's actually gotten a lot better, especially after the ACL tear, because he had to get better. Yeah. And he's got a good arm. Yeah. I, I would say I, w- I would probably use Schwarber in the outfield if the Red Sox re-sign him. Oh, I agree. With Hunter Renfro leaving, you have a space open in the outfield. Even if you keep Enrique Hernandez in the outfield. Let's say you have Hernandez in center, Ver- Verdugo between left and right. Let's say Verdugo in right, Schwarber in left. J.D. Martinez is still your DH. You still have Bobby Dalback at first. I mean, yeah, they would still need the – the only other thing is if they sign an outfielder, move Enrique Hernandez to second. Yeah. Because then – I mean, Christian Arroyo isn't the best starter. On it. I mean, he's he's not bad. He was decent in the postseason. I don't remember if Jose Iglesias is still under contract with them for this for this next year. I don't know that he is. Um, but he was good down the stretch but was not eligible for the postseason roster. So that's why they were using Christian Arroyo. Um, yeah, I mean – Whit Merrifield is an interesting case oh, for a yeah. trade candidate. You know who else is to me? Andrew Benintendi. Yeah. I saw that a lot. Mitch Hanniger is another one that I don't know that that would happen, though. He was too good for them. I can I can see Luke Voigt actually being traded, though. Instead of Joey Gallo, I can see Luke Voigt being traded instead, now that I, I think about it. I 1,000% can see Joey. Especially if they re-sign Rizzo or trade for Olsen. I mean, or different for, get a different first baseman. Or worst comes to worst, just put DJ LeMahieu at first. I mean, he's not going to be at second. Glaber Torres is going to be at second, and Gio Urshela is at third. Unless they put Urshela at short, although I don't know that they want to do that long term. Um, 
put Urshela at short, put LeMahieu at third. I think that could work, and then you still have Voight at first. Um, Paul DeYoung is another interesting case. I actually think Labor Torres might be a trade candidate if they do sign Correa. See, I, I just think they're going to move Torres to second. I don't think or they would LeMahieu. actually trade him. LeMahieu, I think, would either... It, it depends. Because Gio Urshela is at third. Yeah, unless they... He played short down the stretch, though. So if they keep him at short, well, I could... Well, if they sign Correa, yeah. then Urshel is third. Then LeMahieu could just be a utility guy. I don't know if they're going to pay $96 million for a utility guy. Or put him at first and trade Voight. And if they Although Cashman Olsen? said he doesn't want... What if they have medals? Cashman said he doesn't want us to use LeMahieu as a first baseman, though. So that's where it gets a little tricky. Um, Paul DeYoung I can see being traded, though. I know that might hurt some Cardinals fans, but... I mean, I don't know. I don't think they like him anymore. Yeah. I mean, he just... He turned into a backup down the stretch. I mean, there's no... Illinois State legend. He's guaranteed over $15 million over the next two seasons. Illinois State legend. I mean, he, why not try to trade him somewhere where he can actually play? Yeah. Ooh. Yerman Mercedes is an interesting... I don't think anyone... I don't know that... Yeah, him. I don't know that that would happen. You know who will trade for him? Who? Definitely not Chris Woodward. <laughs> Kidding, and definitely not uh, any t- uh, the twins. I can see the Phillies trading D. Gregorius. Wasn't well, he a free agent? He is not a free agent. He's under contract. Right. But they said, what? but they said that he is not. He's not guaranteed to be their starting shortstop next year. Wait, I thought he was like, dumb. He is don't not. He is not a free agent. Don't answer that one. He, he, he is a free agent after next season. Well, what did he do? He, t- he was decent before he got hurt, but he just—I think he's not—he's not the best defensively. Um, so, and they have Bryson Stott, who's probably another year away. But if they sign, especially if they sign one of the top shortstops this year, I mean, Gregorius could move to second or even third, honestly. Um, but then, well, actually, yeah. Probably third because they have Gene Segura at second. Um, although they do have Alec Bohm at third if they think he's still ready for the major. So it, yeah. they, that's why I think they could trade Gregorius if they sign a shortstop um, is because then that shortstop's there. Bryson Stott would probably play second when he comes up then um, or third, one of the two. And then Gregorius could go to a team where he could actually play. Yeah. You think Josh Donaldson's traded? That that I think is an interesting conversation. I I don't even want to talk about Josh Donaldson. He annoys me now. Why? We talked about it on Monday. Oh, you're the, right. In the <laughs> non the Bears game. My God, like, man. Maybe play for a team that wins playoff games, buddy. Not that the Bears do, but like. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't, I'm not even gonna go into it. I'm just gonna get too. I'm gonna get too mad. I'm in a good mood, so uh, <laughs> let's t- let's take it to break before I go on a, a massive rant about Josh Donaldson being obnoxious. <laughs> so we will be right back. I have to go pitch another immaculate inning. Um, we will see you afterwards. Stay tuned. Uh, hi, Columbia. You listen KCOU 88.1 FM. Have a groovy time. 
Tartu, where are you? Tartu? Tartu? You're on fire! Tartu, Ditu, you found a cigarette. Well, I don't think smoking is grown up at all. Because it's very dangerous. Smoking does dreadful things to your lungs and is very bad for your heart. Well, I know I don't have one, but humans do. And I think we should set a good example. Well done, Artu. Oh, hello. You know smoking is bad for your health and it isn't grown up at all. So please, don't smoke. Artu, do you really think I don't have a heart? All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. I think Kid A is probably their best single album. Uh, my favorite individual song is Life in a Glass House, the perfect uh, mixture of harmony and chaos. Ken Bone, Radio Man, KCOU, Welcome back to the On Deck Circle. Actually, Adam did not pitch an immaculate inning this time. Instead, I did. Yeah, um, I got I got uh, ejected for sh- I got ejected for taunting. <laughs> the ref, the uh, umpire bumped into me and then uh, ta- um, ejected me for taunting. And then my uh, manager was like, "You know, he shouldn't have done that." I, my my manager was telling it was in it, we had a press conference uh, not defend and didn't stand up for me. <laughs> That's not baseball related. Um, anyway, we're gonna move on to some awards that happened, or award and finalists that were named, even though voting's okay. I'm just gonna go on a really quick rant. Why are finalists now? Okay, I get why. MV, what remember? Awards are voted on for like MVP and all, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, and Cy Young. Those are voted for the day after the season ends, that Monday. <laughs> but the thing is. The finalists are announced a month later, and then they announce the winners a week and a half later. That makes no sense because the winner's already known. They know who won because the, they don't vote again on the finalists. The finalists are determined from the top three of that, and then the winner, the one who got – it's already known. We already know who won first. They, they, it is already known who won first. It's not publicly known, I should say, if you know what I mean. But yeah. I, th- I think it's dumb. Like, I don't know why people say, oh, he's going to win it. I'm like, well, we don't – Someone already won it. <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. It's annoying. I think it's really dumb. Um, like, whatever. Um, anyway, so gold glove winners. Congratulations to the Cardinals on winning five gold gloves, the most by a single team in a single season ever. Um, must have had a really great postseason with all those gold glove winners. 
sure they had a great October. Um, to be honest, you, you just sound like a Salty Cubs fan when you say that. I will fully admit I am a Salty Cubs fan. <laughs> hey, I, if I'm, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be honest about it. I'm a very obnoxiously Salty Cubs fan. But I can admit that, so you got to respect that. Um, anyways, some awards. So I, I think they were fair. I do. I really don't think there was any issues with these picks. Yeah, I think it was fair for them. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think... I mean, there were some that it, it was just hard to pick a winner. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it, it it is some of these, like, okay, for NL third base, between Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado, and Ryan McMahon, there's no bad answer there. Any of those three, those three were the three finalists. Any of those three were a good choice to win. Obviously, Arenado has the edge. I mean, he won his ninth straight Gold Glove Award, um, which is a feat into unto itself. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely definitely an accomplishment. And it should be mentioned that of of the five, the Cardinals won five Gold Glove Awards, and Yadier Molina has did not win any of them. He was not one of the five winners. Instead, uh. Instead, the NL winner for for catcher was Jacob Stallings, um, who well, Yadier was one of the runner-ups, though. And then the other runner-up was JT Riomuto, who is arguably the best catcher in the game right now. Yeah, he's definitely arguable. But, I mean, that's another one where any of those three were a good choice. I just want to question why Salvador Perez was a nominee. He was awful at defense. No, you can Everyone's going to be mad at me. But, no, he was really good offensively. There's no denying that. He was fantastic. He was horrible defensively. Legitimately one of the worst def- catchers in baseball on defense. It yeah. doesn't make sense. I'm surprised um, Austin Hedges wasn't in there. He said he had um, he had 12 defensive runs saved this season, most among any AL catcher, um, and yet was not one of the three finalists. I I just think that's uh, interesting to say. He led the AL led AL catchers in defensive runs saved, yet was not one of the three finalists. I don't understand it. I don't understand what they do. I mean, Sean Murphy winning, I understand of the three finalists, because he was he was the, he had the second most defensive runs saved among AL catchers, with ten. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I understand that. I I just some of these the finalists. I never know what they put into it. Yeah. Also. I would just like to know, though, and put this out there for people. Pitchers winning Gold Glove is about their defensive stats, and uh, like, and all that. It is not about their ERA, which is sort of defensive, but still, it has nothing to do with their ERA or what they did pitching. I I, su- I think I know what you're talking about, so I'm I'm gonna Please. relate to that. Dallas Keuchel led MLB. In in defensive run save, led MLB pitchers in defensive run save and this that season. That is probably why he won it. Second play, second most was Tyon Walker, who was not one of the three finalists. Surprisingly, instead Max Freed won. I'm, I'm okay with that. Or sorry, oh Max Freed actually leads MLB pitchers in defensive runs saved since 2019. That's, I, which I guess is three years worth. So that's not necessarily that's not the same. One year. But that's yeah, just ridiculous. Even though I love Max Reed. I don't know. 
but it's just weird. Another Now, on to some other award finalists that were snubbed to me, at least, unless you have any more. No, go ahead. How did Alex Cora, how did they not get Alex, how did the voters not put Alex Cora in the top three? Yeah, like, that the, I'm not sure. Astros were expected to be good. The Astros yeah. were still expected to win their division. Yeah. Like, Scott Servais definitely won it. I would, he, I would say, he might, yeah. I don't think he'd been unanimous. Gabe Kapler was probably unanimous in the NL. I would be. Not, I don't know. Craig Council was good too. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, I would say I wouldn't be shocked if Gabe Kapler was unanimous. Oh yeah, that's because fair. we all know he probably won it. I'd be shocked if he didn't win it. If he would, he didn't win it. That's I, fair. I'd actually be infuriated if he didn't win it because no one else deserved it more. Um, and Tampa Bay was good too. I yeah. mean, Kevin Cash was one of the three finalists. But Alex Cora should have been a finalist. Yeah. How was he? How how was he not finished top three? How did they not vote him for top three? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And Especially how with how good they were down the stretch. And the Mariners again. Scott Servais probably won it. I'd be shocked if he didn't. I, I would think he he did win, yeah. And again, also, I know I'm, this is not at all talking about the World Series or anything he did in the playoffs. How did Brian Snicker not get into the top three? I mean, I think the three finalists all sort of deserve to be finalists. Obviously, Kapler. Milwaukee was not expected to win that division, so Craig Council definitely deserves credit. And Cardinals, after after that bad stretch they had, but they I mean, were expected to win the division. Yeah, Snitker lost his best player for halfway through the season. That's and true. They, they yeah. basically built they built the team on in, on they built the whole outfield. Basically, they built the whole outfield basically on the trade at the trade deadline. Yeah. And still, their whole infield, their infield the was ridiculous the whole season. Yeah, and then they made the playoffs. And then we already know what they did that that doesn't count towards the, in this. Right. Point. They're voted on at the end of the regular exactly. season. But they yeah. made the playoffs. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the voters are thinking. So, but then again, I'm not a voter. I'm kind of surprised Wander Franco was in for the rookie of the year. Well, I'm not surprised because I th- I think he deserves to be one of the three finalists. I would be surprised if he ends up winning. Simply because he didn't play a full season, I also think it'll t- he and Randy will split that. Probably split yeah. those votes. He and Randy probably split votes. I can see that. Yeah, I could. I definitely think they split votes. So I think Luis Garcia probably did. I I'm not shocked that. I mean, what what kind of? I don't know. I mean, yeah. My thing is, Pat, I, people are mad that I said Patrick. I'm happy for Patrick Wisdom that he was so good. But Patrick Wisdom with the way he put, again, it's not the last. It shouldn't be about the last two months. It shouldn't. But he was horrible in the last two months. Same with Adolis Garcia yeah, Adolis and Garcia the AL. Was yeah, dreadful in the last two months. They were both. I mean, that's probably why they didn't fit. That's probably why they weren't in the top three for voting, and they're not. They didn't get top three. But both. But that's just me. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of good rookies this year. But I mean, just in Schwindel, general, and then that's the same thing with Schwindel. Schwindel was awesome, but, but that was only like two a months. month, two months. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it really doesn't matter. And now Cy Young. I mean, there there were there were a ton of pitchers to choose from. I'm just sad because now I have to continue picking Walker Bueller because <laughs> I personally set my vendetta that Walker Bueller vendetta is the wrong word. My my um, narrative that Walker Bueller will win Cy Young one day, and I will pick him every year until he does. <laughs> if he never wins it, I will still pick him. Why? Because I'm insane. Even when he's retired, I will pick him. Hey Adam, it's uh, 2040. Who, who who do you think is uh, going to be the Cy Young Award winner this year? Walker Bueller. <laughs> yeah, I mean Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, Zach Wheeler were all good choices. They're for all the... no, that was 
You could have. You, you could you could say Brandon Woodruff deserved to be in there, but you have Corbin Burns from you, Milwaukee. You could have put Bueller in there. You could have put others. I mean, Freddie Peralta. All three of them. Sure, or, all of them sure deserved it. Was, yeah. All of them deserved it. All of them deserved it. All of them deserving of it. I have to say, Julio Urias. I'm su- kind of surprised was not in there. He won 20 games this season. I know, but wins are stu- wins don't matter. Oh, I know, but. Then again, the voters do like wins for some annoying Yeah, that, that's more why I was saying I'm actually it. happy he didn't, because wins shouldn't matter to pitch people. That yeah, much. that's true. Um, and A.L. Young, yeah, that's what I expected. Yeah, I would I say those Ra- three, yeah. I think Ray won. I think Ray won it, so we'll find out next week. Probably. Though, so. I, I almost think mainly because Garrett Cole was so bad in September. And, but I also could see them say, oh, he's a Yankee. I hope not. I really hope yeah, not. Yeah, but Toronto was good this year, too. I know, but he's a Yankee. And you know the Yankees. I hope not. I hope that's not happening. I hope that doesn't happen. But um, Were you surprised that Marcus Semien was a was a finalist for the MVP over Salvador Perez? Royals fans, cover your ears. No. <laughs> I was a little bit, just because of the historical impact of what Salvador Perez did. Both I mean, well, yeah, Semyon had historical impact too. That's you're right. I mean, what he did in one in a one year deal at second, learning insane. a new position, pretty much. Pretty well, pretty much. A and new playing position. into having to play in two different ballparks for home and away. Yeah, I mean, having to do two different home ballparks. Yeah, and I don't care about the playoff race thing. That doesn't matter that much to me. So, them being in the playoff race does not matter to me. So, that much. Because we already know Otani won it. I mean, yeah. So, who do you think won NL MVP? Quickly before we get to our last topic, I won MVP. Harper. Yeah. It's so hard. I mean, you could. The, all three of them are deserving. Oh yeah. Like I think I, Harper I holds issue, the edge, though. I wouldn't have an issue with any of the three winning. They all deserved it. Yeah. They all deserve it. That's true. So, but moving on because. To uh, the World Series, uh, quickly, what it means for the Braves. Okay, I just want to talk about how Tyler Matzik got, like, arrested. Like, they had to show his ID to the police. And, like, <laughs> really funny. and their bus was going, like, 30 miles an hour because they don't know how to run a parade because they never won. Except for, um, I think their NLS team won, I guess. But No, the Braves have won in Atlanta before. Well, I mean, in the last 30 years, 20 years, whatever. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, they it's, haven't it's won It's just super funny. I think 91 was the last time they won. I think... Yeah, or that or 95. Something like that. Either it's way, one think, of the two. I just think it's really funny that their parade bus was going so fast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, sh- shout out Freddie Freeman. Let's go. That's awesome. And shout out Brian Snicker. Yeah. And Alex Anthopoulos. And Ron Washington. Yeah. And Alex Anthopoulos deserves a lot of credit, though. Absolutely. Rebuilding that whole outfield at the trade deadline. I mean, that—, that Especially when the team was under 500. Exactly. That's a gutsy move. Yeah. Also, shout out Jock Peterson because, of course, love Jock. Yeah. Huge Jock guy. Jock Peterson, the guy. I love Jock Peterson. Go, Jock. But with that, we are going to sign off for the week. Um, the game is over, so we have to go back to the locker room now. Um, we will be back next week, hopefully. Fingers crossed. No, no other issues. Hopefully, no. Um, Aquaman doesn't. Aquaman, please stay away from the studio. I'm tired of you. I don't want you here anymore. Go away. You're the most. There's reason you're the most forgotten DC hero. Sorry. More than Doctor Strange. Marvel. Oh, that's Marvel. You're right. I okay. Um. Anyway, 
we will be back next week. Um, Adam, I look forward to uh, chatting with you about more baseball next week. Probably have more to cover, I would think. Maybe maybe some predictions about where free agents land. I, we'll see. But uh, we will see see every or I guess talk see, to you yeah, all. Yes, talk to you all next week. Um, 